everyone. Welcome to Central American Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. So today we are with Andrea Beltrami, a first-gen Latinx digital content creator who loves to express themselves through creating TikToks. Her goal is to spread positivity and awareness over the Central American culture and diaspora, especially within the United States. So thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for accepting coming here. It's honestly like I'm a whole fan moment. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, y'all. This is a full circle moment because we've both been following each other for a long time. So Yes, <laughs> so full circle. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, to start a little bit of a conversation, um, I wanted to start, you know, you know, because of the podcast, I always ask, like, how was your experience growing up as an American? Yeah, so my experience was It was unique. I feel like because geographically where I grew up and the areas that I was born in. So like I was born in Long Beach. So if anybody knows about Long Beach, it's a very diverse area, you know, but I wasn't raised there. Um, I was raised in Corona, which is in the Inland Empire, which is another county here in California. And so Corona was a little bit more diverse, but still more predominantly white areas. And so then I lived there for 10 years and then I lived to Orange County for 10 years. Now, Orange County is very different, and the city that I was living in is very predominantly white. So growing up, I didn't really see my culture too much. And if I was around, like, Hispanic Latino kids, um, most of the times they were Mexican. Very few times I would run into, like, Central American kids. So for the most part, I felt like um, I kind of adopted a lot of things for, like, Mexican culture sometimes just because, like, that's who I was around. That's That was my friends and stuff like that. And then even the slang, like, if I was speaking, like, Spanglish, like, I would, like, pick that up. Or um, also me living in, like, predominantly white areas, people would think I was always whitewashed, too. So that was also, like, a thing for me. So... I wasn't around a lot of Latino kids. I wasn't around my culture. So it was very difficult for me to like find my identity. I didn't feel like I really started to like really explore that part of me until like after my grandmother passed away, which is tragic. It shouldn't have been that way. But um, one of my biggest regrets was that I didn't know Spanish well enough to like speak with her. And so for me, after ever since she passed away, I was like, no, this isn't right. Like, I, I want to learn Spanish. I want to be able to communicate with my family members. I want to know more about my culture. So ever since then, like throughout high school, I kind of went through like a journey to like learn more about it and immerse myself. And then in college, especially is when I really started to like dive deep and all of that. Yeah. So um, I think that, you know, we both grew up around like the same area, right? Um I grew up here in 14, so I kind of, like, understand, mm-hmm. like, you know, how the dynamic here, we have shared here, too, about, like, you know, here in California, it's very predominant, like, Mexican. I think that is, is yeah. part, at, at one point, I feel like a Central American, a little bit of the sound comes, it, it comes part of our identity, right? Like, of growing up in our area. Mm-hmm. Because identity for us is not only, like, you know, where our parents are from or where we were born but also where we grew up right so you know there's so many stuff like that we adapt 
from being around other groups and then also that you said that experience that you know people are like telling you like you were whitewashed but why is it that right I feel like it's always like people questioning you just because the way you know you grew up or like or maybe like um I hate this term of like the no sour kid I hate it um because you know maybe Yo, like yes. the, your Spanish. I hate the term yeah you know maybe yeah. like the Spanish thing and it's, it's like why are we imposing this those terms into us like why are we the same people like questioning your identity you know what I mean doesn't matter if you're Central American or other group but also why are we putting those terms into us and you know I feel like here in the southern like California a little bit um that's when like I personally feel like there's like an issue with like the whole thing because we're always putting like terms into each other um, without like knowing how damaged it is. Especially you just said like, sadly, you know, your grandma passed and you decided to take the leap, you know, like kind of like search for your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and how was that transition? Like what, how do you feel like after you may like starting to reconnect with your, with your identity? Honestly, it was probably one of the best things that I could have done for myself because I learned so much about like my family and about me and not only in so much of a way like culturally, but like in a way of like healing because I knew that I had like growing up, like I had like anxiety, like really badly. And then ever since like my grandma passed away, like I suffered from a very long term like depression. But once I started to like learn more about my family and my culture, then I realized like, okay, my parents went through the same thing that I was kind of going through, but in a worse way. Like, think about it. My dad had to flee war from his home country. That's traumatic in itself, you know? And my mom, she had to leave the country for her own reasons, but she was only 16, you know? And that is traumatic in itself too. And so learning these reasons and I'm like okay so why do they flee their own home countries like why do they come over here to California to be exact like and all these things that I started to learn and so I'm like wow so this is the reason why I am the way that I am today because of what my parents have passed down to me and it's not their fault it's just you know certain things have happened in their home countries and it's unfortunate but and it's still today the, the story for a lot of Central American people. So that's why I think um, healing is so important in our community today too, as well. Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, talking about that is the generational trauma, right? Like you have seen mm-hmm. it with your parents, but of course, like the trauma doesn't come just from your parents. It's come from like, you know, your grandparents and stuff like that. And they've passed to us. And yes. I feel like it, it's hard, I know, to like make the decision to start our healing process. But I feel like reconnecting with your culture and understanding why your parents like had to flee it or why why am I acting this way what is like you know those type of conversation I think that are so important in our community and sadly I know there's a whole like you know people are like I don't want to go to therapy but it's not therapy or like it's not having this conversation it's just honestly just talking about it it's just healing right just making sure like or or parents know making sure like I or you know what it has gone through that because that is in itself a healing process and it doesn't I I mean of course like therapy always but I feel like in our community sometimes therapy is very hard to like push someone to you know go <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, you know 
as long as having those conversations with our parents, I think that is nice that you started a healing uh, process. And then, you know, for everyone out there, just talking with your parents, I feel like it's very healing for them. Like, it's just the release of all the stress that they have carried, especially like migration itself, just the journey. It was yeah. like, so traumatic, right? So like, I'm always telling like, well, you know, imagine like that person, something happened over there for them to take the decision. Then the whole journey happened. Then they have to come here, assimilate without even healing what they just happened or process. Like that's a whole thing in itself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, it is a whole Um, thing. And Oh, I was going to say like, you touched on the, yeah, (laughs) you touched on the good point that like, they don't have any time to heal. They didn't have any time. They just had to go, 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 go and work, work, work. And so that's why too, that mentality of like, you always have to keep grinding in like our community. You always have to keep working. And I'm like, oh, like, no, sometimes we have to take like a mental break for ourselves. And it's like seeing my dad, especially like, I don't see him take too many like days off for himself. But lately, like my mom has been pushing him to take more trips and do all that stuff. So I'm really glad that they're starting to kind of like pick up on these things. And I think a lot of it has to do because of me. They probably don't want to give me credit, but I know like I'm (laughs) part of it too, because like I decided to be on a healing journey. So I think them too, like subconsciously, they also like want to start bettering themselves as well. So to anyone else out there, like, all it takes is just that one person sometimes. Maybe your family's going to look at you like, what are they doing? Like, no, it's all, you know, BS or whatever. But I promise you it's going to pay off because they're going to start following. Like, they'll always start following. Yeah, it always takes. It's always like that one person, right? And always said, like, it will start with you, the healing process to start healing your whole family and your marriage. Yes. Just to come. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to ask a little bit, how was your process of starting a tiktok as you know um andrea i have followed her a long time on tiktok and i love her content and it's like one of those moments that you know for me tiktok is like that one place where i go and like you know relax you know it's like yeah that's all you know after work Uh after something i'm just like swiping and like all the dances but my heart is so happy every time i see someone talking about central market because it's like i don't see that enough right it's like oh my god it's like and for me automatic follow like you just say Central American follow like that's it. that's it for me right yeah because it's like <laughs> like you know I, I know there's a huge community on TikTok there's a huge community on Instagram but like a Twitter and an Instagram but I have never felt like on TikTok to have a community until like recently that I was like whoa like there's more people about talking about Central American so how was you know how do you start it like hey let me start a tiktok i know you don't only focus on central america but what was like your inspiration a little bit more to like kind of focus a little bit on that so um same thing like you because like we have our communities on instagram we have our communities on twitter but like tiktok is more like new so when i first downloaded it um i was scrolling and obviously my for you page was a lot of like latino content but i noticed a lot of latino content was very much it was like three countries only you know and um so i was like okay like that's not bad like you know they're they're interesting it's fun but i'm like where is Central America? You know, where, where's these other countries? And so I'm like, huh? And so I'm like, okay, well, if no one's going to do it, then I'll do it. Like, you know, let me just turn on my camera. But one of the first videos that I made, though, actually, it wasn't talking about Central America. It was talking about um, some incidents. Do you remember when in 2020 during BLM, how there was a lot of um, 
street vendors conversations and then mm-hmm. how people were comparing that to like the BLM thing. Yeah. Yeah. So especially me being from California, I felt like I had to say something because a lot of the content mm-hmm. that I was seeing about these type of issues was very much like extremely biased. And some of the yeah. um, the takes that some people were taking were just it was it was terrible. And I was like, there's no way that somebody with 200K followers um, is telling this kind of information to these people. Like, I don't know, understand if they know how harmful mm-hmm. it is, especially on a kid's app. Like, think about it. It's on a kid's yeah. app. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm that's one of the videos I first started to make because I was like okay let me offer like a different perspective to the community and then I started getting traction and stuff like that and then um people of course they started calling me Mexican and I was like no I'm not Mexican like I'm actually Central American and so that also um makes me made me want to like talk about it a little bit more so just to like show off my culture and just like show people like Mm -hmm. hey like we're actually here like you know we exist like Mm -hmm. um let me show you a little bit about the culture because I know people especially on the media Central American culture we don't Mm -hmm. get any type of representation and if we do it's just it's just sad and it's just yeah exactly and you know uh, talking a little bit of inspiration that was like my inspiration kind of started like the podcast as well because it's like we know uh, as well with media because it's like I hate those stereotypes I hate people saying like oh you guys are dangerous or like gang members or like you know I hate those terms so I was like you know I want a nice space you know to talk with people like you like you guys are doing amazing work and people are doing amazing stuff like it's not everything is negative of course we cannot blind you know be blind and say that our countries don't have issues but every country has issues right just people like to point our countries more than others but (laughs) um you know I feel like with your content one of the things that I love is that you like focus a lot of like in the culture a lot of educational and I think recently you probably have made it like a couple days ago because I just saw it like I think yesterday or two days ago on my For You page. And I was about talking about the Caribbeans, how people said like, oh, we talk a little bit like we, what what was the thing? There was a comment. You replied to a comment that said like about the Caribbeans. Yes, he said that. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he was saying that basically that um, some Central Americans don't want to talk in a Caribbean accent. And I understood mm-hmm. what he was saying. I think he meant to say like they're copying Puerto Ricans or Dominicans mm-hmm. um, because their music is so popular. So people want to like imitate that accent. Yeah. Um, but then I was also saying like, no, there's a lot of Central Americans that are Caribbeans. But people took it as a way of saying that all of Central America is Caribbean when I never said that. But, you know, TikTok, mm-hmm. people always want to twist yeah. your words and be like, why did you say that? And I'm like, when did I say that? I didn't say that in the video. Hey, I know we don't like ads, but before we continue with the episode, I wanted to tell you that if you like our content, it would mean a lot if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Also, don't forget to follow us on the rest of our social media platform. And now let's continue with the episode. I know TikTok always trying to like just, but you know, I really love that video because it's like, it's true. Like we are in the Caribbean coast and I know uh, you probably know Tali, Tali Dilbert. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name. Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. And like last time I think she shared her content um, about how you know, people from La, La Bahia de Rotan, you know, La Isla de Rotan in Honduras, how they, you know, they speak English and how their, you know, their language is, uh, I think they call it Pato, 
I, I something with a P. I forgot the, the action. I don't want to say it wrong. Um, and I it's was like, like gay Creole or something. That needs to be like yeah, patois uh-huh. too. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. whoa! Like this is something that I. I mean, I'm Honduran. I grew up in Honduras 14 years, and I never heard. You know, like I knew they speak English, but I didn't know it was like a different English. You know, and it's like, whoa! If you hear it, like it yeah. sounds Caribbean. Right, because we are in the Caribbean coast, you know, like it's, it does, it does, you know. So like yeah. things like that, of course, like we all like in social media, you always gonna have those that are gonna complain or, or like will come and tell you though. But I, honestly, for me, I feel like seeing that video that you share, I was like, well, it is important to start like talking about about our side of the Caribbean. Of course, we're not like in like when Isla of close to like you know what is cuba what is puerto rico what is mm-hmm. like republic and america but there is a lot of influence especially with the garifunas you know community especially with like in the, Mesqu- the mosquitia a little bit of nicaragua there is influence and for us it's like i always yeah. say, like imagine like people always asking we need more representation for the latin and latinx community in media okay but then i've always said like but then there's this little groups with it and i don't want to like divide it but it's like what about like central america what a small little group within that latin and we don't get that representation so then i would take the group of central america and then we go like well what about the indigenous people of central america what about the garifuna people in central what about afro latinos of like you know there are so many things so if we want to talk about like inclusivity we have to have those conversations why do we have different accents why do we talk different in different areas why do we look different why do you know like it is a whole conversation so mm-hmm. I think that yes. to, to people, yeah, it might sound like controversial, whatever they want to say, but it's the start of those conversations that will lead us to have a better representation in the future. I 100% agree. Wow, that was a word. Look at that. That was a word. I love that. That was a word. Amen. I People, especially people in the Latino community, that's one thing. Like, we want to scream, like, unity. We want to scream inclusivity. We want to scream representation. And that's great. Like, I understand the message. And I think we should keep um, pushing for those things. But also, we have a lot of work to do if we want those things. Like you said, we have to recognize um, what are our influences of the culture. Obviously, it's African influences or indigenous influences. Very big things. But some people want to deny that. So I'm like, okay. That's a step back. Like you can't deny those things and then want inclusivity at the same time. You have to include everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And you know, it's it's time. Like I am always like right here promoting. Like it will start with us. We have to take the leap of like following and telling people, hey, you know, we need to include everybody in order for us to have what we all need right but as you said some people they're like well deny this side no i'm not i don't have indigenous you know i don't this and this and that it's like well, yeah we should like if we want a whole movement we have to push together uh but you know one of the things that i also wanted to like ask you what is something that has surprised you in the platform since you started <laughs> Um, what surprised me is how much TikTok does not like political stuff. They really don't. They'll, they'll, they'll like, they'll take it. Like you could be like political. Like, let's say like Mm -hmm. I talk about, 
I don't know. Let me let's say like someone talks about anti-blackness within the mm-hmm. Latino community. You know, a lot of people talk mm-hmm. about that. And then TikTok will give you those views and they'll be like, oh, this is an interesting topic. You know, people might think it's controversial, right? It's mm-hmm. political. And then you'll get a bunch of comments, you get a bunch of likes. And then the next few videos that you might want to continue on the topic or talk about something else that's also important, TikTok will take away those views. And then they'll uh, suppress your views to make sure that, you know, your information isn't getting out there anymore. Yeah, they do it all the time. They do it all the time. It's called what? like shadow ban. And oh, that's, okay. yeah. And even, yeah. And even me, um, I'm actually banned from going live like permanently. So I can, and I didn't do anything. Yeah. So, and I didn't do anything. Like I was literally just there. Like I had max three people on there and I was just talking to them, having a regular conversation. I was there like 25 minutes and all of a sudden, boom, they were like, you've been banned from going live permanently. And then it was like, what was the they, they tell you like a reason why and it was like due to adult nudity and I was like what I wasn't even nude on here so I'm like that's so weird so weird right so that's like one thing that surprised me about the app is just like because I don't consider myself a problematic individual but yet there's so many people on this app who are insane individuals you know I'm not going to get into it but they're insane individuals and they still have a platform they still make money and everything's okay. So that's one of the things that surprised me. I'm like, wow. So this app really does have favorites. But I'm not going to give up, though. I'm going to keep going. So Yeah, don't give up. Yeah. What? I am, like, in shock. I was like, wait. I was like, I was talking about, like, wait, political. My whole for you page is political. <laughs> you know, my whole. But for you, know, it's it based on what you like as well. <laughs> Yeah, because my for you page is central ranking and for Latino and then political and then bad bunny. That's all my thing. <laughs> it's just bad so bunny. Cool. Yeah, I have a lot of bad bunny content too. I love bad bunny. Love that man. Uh, I love him so much. Uh, but yeah, you know, I feel like um, it's true. I mean, I, I'm like big kind of like in shock about what like the shadow ban and also why you were banned for it. Like, it's, it, I feel like it kind of because. I, I'm, I mean, I was in the light, but I'm like, bro, like, how can it, it was because what, like, I was wearing something, but it will be kind of like same thing, like, you know, in school they 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 take you to the gene, dean for having like strap, you know, it's like, oh lord, but also like TikTok, oh, I feel yeah. like, yeah, with TikTok, um, I think wait, what was it the thing? Give me a second. I think last time I saw that there was like this government that don't want to like they want to like cancel TikTok from like the being downloaded or something like that. But I'm just like the reason what I feel like there's a a lot of conversation TikTok because I know it's not an American app, but it also like it it has this type of sense that because that content is shared to a lot of people, not only to your followers, um, it might be intimidated quote unquote right for political mm-hmm. like you know conversations uh but i'm just like wait that's why i was like when you said political I was like wait what my whole thing is political but it's it's true like it, this this platform those create a lot of conversation and those conversations that probably you know we didn't know that we needed or like people that we see it's just like damn like I didn't know I needed to find this person to feel motivated for doing whatever, right? Or like, yeah. I didn't think I needed to hear someone talking about how I felt as in, like my identity or how I felt like a uh, person like in like I don't know. There's a lot of of course therapists in the app as well. So like it 
there it creates that type of conversation so I, I that's why i'm very surprised of like whoa like there those conversation after like they stop you from doing that like it's just like so confusing <laughs> but that yeah was, you know. <laughs> yeah it, it is it is confusing like a lot of people don't understand it until like you make content yourself and you see the views and you see um, what happens like it's just a weird thing that the app does because like they'll give it to you they'll give you the views they're like here's your cookie but then after a while they're like okay we're gonna take it back because you're doing too much like and like wow. that's just kind of how they work yeah it's just kind of how it works I, I see it happen to myself all the time it's like other tiktok creators and then that's why you see a lot of creators they'll say like they're done with the app because they want to spread the message they want to talk about what they want to really talk about but at the same time tiktok is going to be like mm, no we might take this video down yeah i i know is it does there has to be a lot with like people like you know uh, what's it called like reporting it or it's just it could be know. it could be that it could be that so because sometimes I've had some videos where I know people like reported me because they, they didn't like what I said but there's also been times I had a video taken down just because they, just I don't because. know TikTok was just just because TikTok was like nope and I was like uh, I could see why but okay <laughs> oh lord yeah but, you know of course don't give up you're doing amazing um thank you, know, you. as a person who loves your content I'm always like in my for you page you always come out like and I was like go oh, <laughs> oh I love that <laughs> but I wanted to ask uh, also do you think you know as a Central American and then we know that there's other Central Americans creating content about like talking a little bit more about Central America what do you think that it should be something that Central Americans should talk more about in the platform um you know I think what should we talk about more Honestly, I'm not going to tell people, like, I think we should talk about our history more or push the culture. Because I follow plenty of Central American influencers. I think we could call them that. They don't talk about the culture, really. Um, You know, time to time they will. But for me, I think what I would like to see more of is just, like, just more of us in general. And I don't care, like, what it is that people do. Whether it's fitness, it's makeup, um, beauty. I just want to see Central American tiktokers i just want to see yeah. more of it that's all so i think that's one thing that we could do is just like have more of us like barely now i'm starting to see more and like people are following me and stuff like that so i'm like oh my god it's so cool like this person's in there and this person's like panamanian i'm like that's cool like before it wasn't too much of that so for me i just want to see more of us so if you're out there and you want to make content please make content we need you <laughs> please yes you know yeah. I, I don't know about you but i've always get excited when i'm like looking at i don't know like you said like it's not random content but like something that is like either fitness beauty whatever they want to focus and then i go on their profile and there's a little flag and I'm yes like, <laughs> i get excited too I'm like let's go automatic follow go on instagram automatic follow me too (laughs) me too i do the same thing because it's like at the same time we we talked about like you know for representation but also for us to have represent we have to have unity right and that's always like Mm -hmm. you know like 
it, it, to people might think that a follow does not mean a lot. It's like, oh my God, it's a follow. They will come out again on my for you page. No, like the follow means like the person like a support to keep going, to creating what you're doing. It's like, hey, I believe in you. Continue doing it, girl. Like, you know, a like, a save, a comment. Like it's, it's the push that, you know, for people like to create content, to continue doing it, to push more for that. Yeah, that's all it's about. It's just about supporting our people and making sure that they win. Because like you said, okay, it might be a little bit follow, like just a little follow, but that one little follow could mean a whole lot. And that means like there's a supporter. Like you, for example, Mm -hmm. like you told me that you've been supporting me from the beginning. And so I'm just like, wow, like that's actually really crazy, you know? So you eventually meet these people and stuff like that and you make connections. It's it's all Mm -hmm. important. I think it's all important. Yes, yes. And you know, like you you mentioned, like, yeah, I you know, that I have followed you on TikTok, but I didn't know you have followed me on the podcast. So I was just like, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's cute. She knows about me. I seen the notification. I seen you follow me back. And I was like, wait, they follow me back. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I guess I was like, you know, I sometimes, of course, with my person, I'm always liking my personal one. And the, I, of mm-hmm. course, focus on that podcast one. But sometimes, you know, I just, you know, I'm using my personal one. And then when I was like, okay, let me reach out. Let me follow them from the, I think I yeah. I, I went to check if I follow from that one. And I was like, no, I, I don't follow her, really. And I follow back. And then I, and then your response, your email response, I swear, I have me like, I was like, excuse me, girl. I'm about to like have a whole time moment right now. Aww. <laughs> thank you you oh my god (laughs) but you know i want to just of course tell you thank you for everything thank you for that content you're great thank you for you know you know put the spotlight on central americans and tiktok it honestly believe me if it's you know as a personal but i'm sure a lot of people who have felt like recognized uh whether you know what you share recognize about like being central american in the app in an app that is shared mm-hmm. everything that you can think of then we see a video that talks about us and it's like oh my god like like it's happening you know like the whole movie is happening, happening yeah happening, it's happening right so like thank you thank you thank you the verdad the, 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 like from the bottom of my heart i thank you for oh, every thank you creator, so much thank you, you know, for every content creator out there for everyone who's thinking you know i may start like start <laughs> you know it's start we need more content we need more central american doing what they love doing what they you know about creating this community as we said to continue pushing for representation and thank you so so much um but yeah that's what i wanted to say <laughs> thank you so much and yeah i think my last message would be to like all these central american content creators i think we can heal through so many things and that's through unity that's through representation that's through arts music whatever it is that you want to do like please do it and show off whatever it is that you have because I'm sure there's a lot of talented people out there, so oh, yeah, we need to see so. it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I wanted to give you a space to share your social media. Maybe someone who's listening oh, to the podcast, yeah. you know, like, they don't know, go share your social media, go follow her and everything. Okay, yeah. So my TikTok is Drea the B. So it's D-R-E-A-A and then the B. And then my Instagram IG is Drea BB. So two A's, two B's. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a Twitter or anything? 
Um, I do have a Twitter, but I don't really share that. I just keep okay. that for myself. Yeah. Okay, that's your personal one. Okay, girl. Yeah, that's you. my personal one. <laughs> okay. Uh, but for everybody, if you want to follow, you know, Andrea, I'm going to put a link in her TikTok and her Instagram down below. That way you can go follow her, give her, you know, support her and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, anything else you wanted to share? um love you all thank you all for the support i mean you guys got me on here so i'm honestly so honored this is like my first podcast interview just off of me making content i hope i get many more and thank you so much for the support thank you guys this is only the beginning i'm barely starting i'm gonna get better and better and better yes girl yes 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 over the beginning yes. i'm glad you know feel honored to have you here and even if it's your first podcast episode you know i'm honored to have you here as well <laughs> um, yes thank you Before I say hasta luego or onto our next episode, if you like our content and would like to support my work, you can join our Patreon or donate through our website. Also, don't forget that year-round we're accepting donations for our Voices Scholarship. All the information is always in the description box. And also, don't forget to come back for our next episode.